Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than 88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Mr. Hamburglar. Bravo, bravo. He said, of all the McDonald's burgers I've ever hamburgled, these are the hottest, juiciest, and tastiest. Brabble. Hurry in and enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like a daily double and small fries, for a limited time. Price and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any of the offer comparison of prior classic burgers. There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. <laughs> That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? Anytime. All right, hey, that's Marcus. I'm Ben. With us, as always, all the way from beautiful L.A. Oh, it's Vanna White, Henry Zabrowski, turning letters like it's my job. Well, I mean, if you're Vanna White, Henry Zabrowski, it is your job. That is true. They put me to work. I I reveal the mysteries to the fat people on the television show. Wow, that's fascinating. What what oh, uh, yeah. what letter do you like to see best when you turn it over? Which one really gets you tickled? Guh, big G. Oh, guh, guh. And that's how you describe it. Oh yeah, he's a big. Oh, guh. Nine million dollars for your guh. Los Angeles is stupid. Los Angeles is stupid, but there's some uh, pretty fun Los Angeles stories going on right now, aren't there? Oh man, it's like the besides. I mean, Dorner, which everyone's covered uh, a million weeks over. Dead, dead, dead. What I love, though, still, I'm going to say one thing about the fact that. When there was, he hijacked a car, uh-huh. and he was he was driving. Oh, these this Asian couple was driving down a road, and then all of a sudden, Dorner, in full fucking Rambo gear, with like fucking leaves on his head and a four foot <laughs> sniper rifle, comes out and he's yeah. just like, "I'll be taking your car now." And he takes the car and drives. They drive off. But he just like takes their car, and it's just like, "Yeah, I mean, you give him your car. You gotta I give, give him, him my car. sandwich." You know, if I was eating one, I'd be like, here you go, mister. Please don't bring me into your game of death. I mean, do you think that he would want your sandwich? I suppose maybe he's a little bit hungry from being on the run Absolutely. for so long. But yeah, because he couldn't. I mean, he wrote his manifesto in mm. a fat burger. You right. know that that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No doubt so about it's that. Like when, when he got them, when they sent out the manifesto, it was covered in ketchup stains. Overall grease. Stains. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, like if I were to write a manifesto. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. You just write it with the grease from your finger. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ. But, Henry, so you have a, you have a sandwich, and Dorner wants it. You're going to give it to him. But what about one of those stinky burritos you've been eating? Fuck him. Yeah. You're... I will die with my burrito in my cold, dead hands. That's no one's a... taking my burrito. Wow. You have a very NRA stance on that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You're, you're pro-burrito. NBA. National Burrito Association. Yeah, you got to start it. That's what they should change the basketball thing to. Oh, I think that's funny. That's funny. (laughs) They dribbled burritos instead of balls. That's not going to work. That's crazy. The nuts are going to get dirty. (laughs) Yeah, they will get dirty. Yeah, you get all these Mexicans in there, and it's a tiny basketball game. 
Uh-huh. That is true. They <laughs> tend to be shorter. That is true. Two in a row. Very uh, nice. Very, very nice. Uh, you write what you know. I am in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you They're also everywhere. You you are also Hong Kong, Henry Zabrowski, so you know quite a bit about the Asian folks as well. Isn't there a hot story going on right now involving one of those? <laughs> All right. So the Elisa Lamb case. It's one of the more frightening. I mean, because in the end, we're we're doing creepy pasta today, right? To scare people, and honestly, this case has scared the living shit out of me. Reading about it, this woman, Elisa Lamb, she was visiting Los Angeles for Vancouver. Now, we put up a video not that long ago, basically uh, showing the last known footage of this woman, mm-hmm. which was on January 29th. She went missing. She stopped calling her parents. Well, first of all, I'm not even really sure why she was visiting L.A. Because I don't think she was an actress. Well, at this point, she's just, you know, doing what every single porn star does. You know, moves to L.A., (laughs) stops calling their parents. Nothing too creepy quite yet. But so they found this uh, elevator footage, which is on her Facebook page. We'll put it back up on the website where Mm -hmm. uh, you see her visibly scared. Yep, terrified. Talking to herself, she presses, she presses all the elevator buttons. I don't know if you notice that, too. Mm-hmm. And she's looking around. She's talking to nobody. And then that was well, the last that anyone had heard of her. Uh, some people think that she was talking to somebody, though. Some people think they were, she was talking to her kidnapper, perhaps. Yeah, but what was she doing? Where was she going? Well, anyway. Up. Up. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, you only have one, if you're on the ground floor and you're in an elevator, you got one place to go, my friend. She done taken that elevator to heaven. Oh, if yeah. there was a heaven. Mm, think about it. <laughs> God, I and can't so, wait for you to just ruin my funeral. <laughs> when you just tell my parents all these terrible things and they cry and cry. It might wake so, me up. <laughs> because death isn't real. That's right. So, and then in the best possible way for the story to end, she is found in a water tanker on top of the Hotel Cecil. In downtown Los Angeles, in Skid Row, Los Angeles. Really? Which are, yeah, where Skid Row, it's like where the name Skid Row came from. Mm-hmm. It is the biggest piece I mean, of shit part of any city that exists. The band Skid Row never actually went to Skid Row. They drove by it very fast in their father's car <laughs> that he had lent them out for the night, so go drinking and be overall white. And, what uh, was their famous song? 18 we and- are the 18 and laugh to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are the young, my friend. Yeah, no, I loved Skid Row. Me too, man. They fucking rule. And they still it's do. Sebastian Bach was really good in the Jekyll and Hyde musical. Ah, Whoa. yes, he actually was very good in that. Huh. Yeah. He's got a set of pipes on him. Him and that Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> uh, Love that fellow and that girl. Um, so but- anyway, so they found her in a water tower. Were people drinking from this water? Yes, Absolutely. Before. So there is for a week, for like three weeks. Get out of here! She was entirely rotted out. She had been there for like two weeks. People were drinking it. They say it's not going to make you sick. She was found folded up. Oh, that makes you sick. Human, uh, a a decomposing human body in the water supply that makes you sick. Nope. No no harmful bacteria in the hotel water tank where the dead forest was found. That's bullshit. I, yeah. What I love about this story is also imagining like a big fat, like three hundred pound dude going like, like in the bathtub, <laughs> like with a big shower cap on, right. washing himself with a thing, and then the water stops, and he's just like, "What is going on with my? Oh, this is my afternoon bath." <laughs> yes. And then a and toe then just fun. comes through. Yeah. No, since there was a uh, the county health said that there was enough chlorine in the water tank to prevent any kind of harmful bacteria. Oh well, it's nice to know also, we're drinking chlorine. It's always good to be drinking what what you swim in the public pool with. 
Uh, Enough it's, chlorine it's, to break down a human body is what you're drinking every day, Jesus. fucking brushing your teeth with. Yeah, that's with. the thing. She wasn't even decomposed. She was pickled, for Christ's sake. <laughs> she came out there like a goddamn cucumber. So they've been researching. So basically, they're, they're saying that they don't know how she died. They, they have no cucumber. idea. The, a police officer was, was trying to say, it was like reading this about how, like, it may have been accidental. It's like, oh, yeah, How yeah. you accidentally slip and fall into the water supply? And have the <laughs> fucking top of the water cistern be locked on top of you. Oh, right. yeah, 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 definitely. Every single time. Oh, she must have been carrying a bunch of Christmas presents and slipped on a fucking banana peel. It <laughs> happens. It, this is why Dorner went crazy with the LAPD. Because, it, uh, well, you never know. Yeah. It's like, man, she is no. she's got spent boots on, for Christ's sake. I went through a DUI checkpoint last night, and I was drunk. And I got passed. Real quick, because <laughs> I look just like the officer, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, LAPD right. is a crooked bunch of motherfuckers. They're the worst police group on the face of the planet. They're evil. Yeah. No, it sounds, um, it sounds like they are. So what's happening with this case? So, are they just closing it? Well, well this we, is, we found her. They found her. They said they're, they're doing toxicology reports. But the, the best part of this whole story is that the Hotel Cecil is a serial killer stomping ground yeah it is a richard ramirez lived there for his entire killing spree another guy named jock unterbeger who was an austrian serial killer also lived there yeah and you can only sell cream cheese or be a serial killer with that name and i love how like people who live next door to richard ramirez said that all he would do is smoke weed listen to loud music and you know and just hang loose so technically my neighbors will have the same story about me Uh (laughs) uh-huh Yeah, they will. Out all the murdering. Yeah, they also said that he was just dumping his bloody clothes in the dumpster at the end of his evening, going in the back entrance. So he would go home, dump his bloody clothes in, and walk up naked through all these transients. $14 a night. $14 wow. a night. That's a steal. <laughs> it but also is a steal. The Jack Unterberger story is really fucking compelling. He killed three girls in Austria. He got sentenced to life in, de- in prison. Basically, he wrote this autobiography. Uh-huh. I forget what it's called. It's called, like, The People in the Prisons. And then the entire country was, like, so moved by his story that they, they were screaming for his release. Gunter Grass, a Nobel Prize winning author, came out and said, like, we have to release this man. He's learned his lesson. Fifteen years into his sentence, he's released. He becomes, like, this darling of the press. He goes to New- He comes to L.A. to basically, like... Like to to t- talk with people about why people commit crimes, yeah. and then proceeds to stay at the Hotel Cecil and murder fifteen more prostitutes by strangling them with their bras, um, like, and then sexually assaulting them with tree branches. Wow! How, oh. how do you get the tree branches in there? Evil Dead. Yeah. Very Evil Dead. Interesting. Yeah. Unterberger. <laughs> Unterberger. 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 Jack Unterberger. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. So and yeah, it's amazing. And then he proceeded to when he got caught again a year later. Like, uh, he committed suicide in his jail cell, uh, tying the same exact knot that he used uh, to kill the prostitutes. With the, was it a brazier, though? Did they give no, him a broader with shoelaces. Drill? With shoelaces. Mm, That's good. Yeah. That's why they only get prisoner slippers <laughs> these days. Absolutely. <laughs> Unterbagger. 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 I thought that was because they wanted them to relax. Yeah. yeah. It's a stressful yeah. place, prison. Yeah, put up and, your feet. And the Cecil also has a reputation as a suicide spot. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Helen a woman Gurney. jumped out. Yeah, I love this story, too. Yeah. A woman jumped out of her building 
Yeah. And uh, another woman, Julia Moore, in 62, she left behind a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents, and an Illinois bank account book showing a balance of $1,800. However, the best one is Pauline Oten. She jumped from a ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband. Oten landed on George Giannini, 65, who was walking on the sidewalk. Both were killed instantly. Oh, isn't that a fun way to... It's raining women, and then sure enough, it actually <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. That's very and sad. And then uh, Pigeon exactly. Goldie Osgood, a retired telephone operator... Her name is found Pigeon? Pigeon Goldie. Pigeon yeah. Goldie. Yeah, yeah. Is she a dog? Well, she was known for protecting and feeding the pigeons at, a nearby, at nearby Pershing Square. She was stabbed, strangled, and raped, and the case has never been solved. Pigeons did it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like Catwoman. Absolutely. She came back as a, as a female pigeon, but just no one, no one bought her as a supervillain? No, these, uh, again, it's just this whole fucking town is just filled with sad stories. So it's do, like, these are, these are just the same girls. It's like, if they just lived a week longer, they would have been in the room. You know, like they would have been in, like, yeah. Birdemic. Yeah. The yeah. people that can't find anything else. They're just doing toilet paper commercials. Of course, The Room is the worst movie of all time. Which mm-hmm. is, yes. Uh, any actress would love to be in it. So is the LAPD or you specifically on the hunt for a serial killer right now? Because, Henry, if the LAPD isn't going to get their heads out of their asses, you're going to have to solve this crime yourself, my friend. Oh, I'm going down to Skid Row. Okay. I got my Sherlock Holmes hat. And I got, my, I got a big, long jacket. Uh-huh. Going down there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mix it up. Good. These what? people don't know about the city. They don't know my fucking East Coast energy. That's true. What's your What's your shakedown, Henry? Oh, hey, how are you, Detective? Zubra- oh, it's, yeah, it's detect- I'm going to do it as Detective Popcorn. Okay, Detective. <laughs> oh, hey there, Detective Popcorn. Uh, how How can I help you? Uh, Tammy, I have a couple questions for you. Oh my. Do you ever Do you ever rape an animal? No, no, no. Oh well, then I guess you're fine. Fantastic. I'm just going to go back to raping this animal. <laughs> <laughs> Detective no, Popcorn, I'm tired of your hot shot antics. <laughs> oh, I just want the people to enjoy me. Yeah. All, my, all my crunchy goodness. <laughs> Don't you choke on my kernels now. Because sometimes <laughs> they get caught up on the top of the roof of your mouth. Oh, I hate that. And sometimes at the back of your tongue. And I hate to cause you discomfort. <laughs> Detective Popcorn, how do you answer the allegations that you were responsible for Chris Dorner's firing? Oh, you know, I never want to see anybody frown. I only want to inspire people with my buttery texture. Oh, get some napkins. You don't want to get any grease stains on your new Levi's. Did you notice any uh, rampant racism with the LAPD? Oh, they hated my yellow. <laughs> they hated the fact that I was I was half yellow, half white, did, but in the end, I won them over with my buttery goodness. Did they treat you differently? This is so sad. Oh, it hands all up around me, looking for the tiniest, crunchiest kernel. Oh, that's not right. You didn't deserve that, Popcorn. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's Literally just Literally get... could do it for four hours. I love Detective Popcorn. I know, yeah, I, I uh, could keep going with that. All right, well, let's just uh, let's just get right here uh, into it here with some creepy pasta. Uh, Henry, did you want to start us off with that? This is the thing. Um, again, in the night times, you know, you close your eyes, so you leave yourself truly vulnerable to anything that can happen to you, especially out here in these mean city streets, city of angels. Sometimes is, a, is that a fire in the brush? 
or is that the skin of a demon? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Let's get creeped out, y'all. Are you Paula Dean? What happened? <laughs> Let's get creeped out, y'all. All right, y'all. Put some sugar around it. All right, here's a here is a story called Flash from one of the idiots on 4chan. <laughs> Every fucking night. It's 3.47 in the morning and I've woken up for the 12th time in a row due to the same thing. I keep seeing it in my dreams. A bright flash that wakes me up around the same times every night. I stare out the window at the rain. At least tonight it makes sense. Lightning. If the weather reports were accurate, the storm started about two hours ago and should be well on its way out of my sweepy little town here in just a couple of minutes. I watch the swing on the tree in our yard swing lazily back and forth in the wind. The thunder is distant. I love when it gets this way, when the aggressive clapping of the thunder has moved a few miles in any direction and becomes less of a sharp ripping sound and more like a whispered lullaby. It's not something I get to hear often. I turn over to look at my wife, still sleeping peacefully next to me. I consider telling her about the flashes again, but decide against it. Let's face it, she's a psychiatrist. She'll probably just start to worry about tumors or something. I kiss her lightly on the cheek and a smile touches the corners of her lips. She must be having a sweet dream. That must be nice. Ever since the flashes started, it's been dark hallways and distorted faces in my dreams every night. I've been chalking up to a mixture of my interrupted sleep schedule and my worry about whatever is causing this weird flashing every night. There doesn't seem to be anyone else that's had anything similar, but they say brain cancer can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. God, listen to myself. I'm never going to get to sleep this way, but that's the point. It's just going to happen again in a couple hours. I'll be lost in a forest or a library or descending down an endless spiral staircase lit by torches and flash. I'll wake up again. I sigh and roll over to face the window. The storm is gone now. My clock says it's 4.45. I've been torturing myself for almost an hour. Enough. I decide and close my eyes, determined to sleep through the rest of the night. And just about then, I finally trip off to sleep again. Flash! I snap my eyes open and whip my head around and look at the clock. It's 5.28. Just about the same time as every other night. Out of the corner of my eye, I see some movement in the yard. The swing is rocking violently, and I could swear that I see someone running. I don't sleep the rest of the night. At 9 a.m., I go out to get the paper, and something catches my eye. There are muddy footprints going across my driveway. I follow them for as long as I can, and they end up at the swing on the tree. For a second, I'm confused. My mind is running on fumes. I haven't had a good night's sleep in almost two weeks, and my morning coffee is still brewing. I shrug, and I walk back inside. Did I leave the door open? Weird, I never do that. I'm about halfway up the driveway and I stop cold and drop the paper. It's a goddamn camera. That's it. Not true. No one on 4chan is married. <laughs> ah, very interesting. So what happened to this young fella? He I was... guess some guy was taking a picture of him while he was asleep. Oh, I see the lot. Have you ever seen sleep porn? No, I never heard of such a thing. It sounds like you... terrible porn. You've never heard sleep porn? Yeah, I've no. seen this. There was a whole subreddit uh, that a guy did for like a year that was just a picture of his roommate sleeping every single night. And, and then you masturbate to that? 
Well, yeah, but I, I've seen sleep porn where it's just the girl just pretends to be asleep and then the guy puts it in her. Oh, yeah, but that's a whole nother type of situation. Yeah. Sure. So yeah. this is, I mean, people take pictures of each other. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I was doing it to Ed. You know, yeah. like, you just do it all the time. You get in there and you take pictures. Of, you never know someone as well as when they're sleeping. Uh, okay, uh, I don't see. Yes, that huh? is true. Um, I do not know. I feel like you were just constantly taking pictures of Ed while he was sleeping just because you want the last known picture of Ed and you never know when he's going to die in his sleep. Uh, of course, that's it's Ed Larson. For, it's for insurance purposes because his body oil will just shoot to the bottom of any piece of furniture that he's sitting on. Oh, right. So I just want to make sure I can get money back from the company. Yeah. Is yeah. it super creepy if you find out somebody is taking pictures of you while you sleep? Yep. I am not, uh, yep. I'm not completely yep. against it. Yep. Definitely, yep. Of course. Yeah. I mean, do you think what, it leads to immediate murder, or what if they just like this my sleep girlfriend porn? Tells, I, I, she was, uh, my girlfriend told me once, she's like, I watch you while you sleep sometimes, and I was like, stop it. Well, that's creepy. <laughs> Don't do that. That Don't reminds me of, I, I think that's something that just girls do. Watch you while so. you sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I mean, I've they don't it. watch me while I sleep. I'll because you're much. disgusting. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you're endlessly. You have them in a death grip. Don't you yeah. sleep with women in a death grip? We cuddle. I mean, that's a death grip. <laughs> yeah, what you call cuddling. Well, you know, whatever. To each their own. Some say cuddling. Some say aggressively holding someone against their will. But you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. They seem yeah, to enjoy no, it. Yeah, uh, no. Don't look at me while I'm sleeping. You know. Okay, that's so that's my big thing. And Marcus, you feel the same way. No lucky while you sleep. Huh? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I don't really see how it's exciting to look at somebody while they're sleeping. But I always maybe find can... that when someone's asleep, it's the easiest way to measure them for a coffin. You know? So it's like... <laughs> well, right. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the measurements on your coffin, that thing is going to look like a hamburger. <laughs> I want it to be roomy. <laughs> it will be. I mean... It should be roomy, but uh, I have a feeling we'll be we'll be buttering you up pretty good in there, like a detective popcorn to, to squeeze you in that sweet little case. Oh, you that ain't gonna be no reason to fare me. You gotta be too busy eating all my delicious kernels. I mean, what okay, happens yeah, if people yeah. eat too much of your kernels, though? Don't you die, detective well, popcorn? Sometimes I hurt people's bellies, but I don't mean to. <laughs> all I want to do is make people smile. So you're saying that you can be eaten and your sentience survives in the parts that are eaten off of you. Oh, I go to hot dog heaven where I meet all my old friends like Milkshake Mike oh, and old Hamburger Henry. Oh, wow. So, I liked Hamburger Henry. He was very nice. So you go to a concession stand at a movie theater. Oh, you know I do. Well, let's all I'm, go to the movies. Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, all I do think Detective Popcorn would get asked out on quite a few movie dates. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, by like dudes like us. Exactly. But they're just using <laughs> yeah, him for yeah, his popcorn. Yeah. I don't like I don't like what they're doing. Yeah, you mean my friend? You mean uh, my friend Detective Popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sometimes like I'll eat popcorn just with my tongue. You ever do yeah. that? You ever just stick your mouth in the popcorn? Of course. It's the most satisfying way to eat popcorn. It's a good way to do it. The thing that ter- deters me from the popcorn is the, is the greasy fingers. I hate greasy fingers, so I go with right to the mouth. Yeah. Very yeah. regular. I mean, you know, the person I'm eating the popcorn with hates it Yeah, because I got Jared my tongue all over it. Jared Logan and I went to the movies last night, and I felt so, so – I've never felt so sorry for a bag of popcorn because yeah. you were sharing it, you know? <laughs> and that was just, that's just rough. Yeah, Jared Logan's a comedian anything. here in New York City. 
He used to run the Jared Logan show. Yeah, here on Cave Comedy Radio. Uh, he yes. used to have a show with us. And he's been a guest on many a show here. Yes. Oh, yes. definitely. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Um, all you right. Want to move on to the next. Yeah, I'll do oh, this one. It's called. It's a. It's a short one. It's called "This Man," and uh, it's you know whatever. Uh, so in January 2006 in New York, uh, the patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws the face of a man that has been repeatedly repeatedly appearing in her dreams. In more than one occasion, that man has given her advice on her private life. The woman swears uh, she has never met the man in her life. The portrait lies forgotten on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until one day another patient recognizes that face and says that's the man. Uh, that and says that's the man who has often visited him in his dreams. He also claimed he has never seen the man uh, in his waking life. The psychiatrist decides to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with recurrent dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognize the man as a frequent presence in their own dreams. All the patients refer to him as this man. From January 2006 until today, at least 2,000 people have claimed that they have seen this man in their dreams in, all, in, in many cities all over the world, including Los Angeles, Berlin, Sao Paulo, Tehran, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, and Moscow. At the moment, there is no uh, ascertained relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed of seeing this man. Moreover, no, no living man has ever been recognized as resembling the man of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams. And Marcus, this is what the man looks like. We can put it up on the website. Oh, Jesus Christ. He's like a little <laughs> marionette doll. Oh. Yes. Really? Let me yeah. see. Let me, it's, uh, it's called This Man? It's called This Man. The guy has a very, he has a very thin, tiny upper lip, very bushy eyebrows, yeah. a nice fat bottom lip, and a receding hairline. And he does look very creepy. Yeah, go to uh, cavecomedyreo.com slash last podcast on the left to see a picture of this dude. Yeah, Where I, is this man? It's a... Uh, it's just uh, it's um, tag based on a true story. It's creepypasta.com backslash tag backslash based on a true story. Based, and then they've got, what's that little line called? Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this. Yeah. yeah. I love that guy. He's got big old Ever ears. Ever dream this man? Oh, man, look at it. It looks like Mike Racine. <laughs> it does a little bit. He looks Polish. 
Well, he's smiling, so that's nice. Yeah, I would say if I have reoccurring dreams with that dude's face giving me advice, I mean, I'd be relatively terrified. Oh, He gives you relationship advice? That what she said? said? Well, he just gave advice on people's personal life, so I would assume relationship, career, any sort of of thing that happens in your personal life. It's just always like... Kill the girl. Kill the girl, yeah. Always kill the girl. And she's like, I don't even know a girl. And he's like, well, find one and kill her. Kill the girl. <laughs> you know? I, mean, that I give you a piece of advice. Kill the girl? Kill the girl. Uh, yeah. Kill the girl. Okay, very good. Of course, good. of course. But this is a phenomenon that, we, that we've heard about before with people that have very uh, similar reoccurring dreams. I guess it's just sort of a human nature thing. And maybe when they see the picture, then they just put that picture into their brains. They're like, that's the face from the dream. Because in dreams, I can never get an actual image. They're, they're just the Warshack test for me. Really? They're all just kind of all over the place and constantly changing and morphing around. Huh. I mean, well, maybe have... that's because you have no inner life. You know what I mean? Like, no you inner have what? no inner thoughts. Yeah, that's possible. That is possible. <laughs> I yeah, had a horrible just... dream last night where my dad slept with my girlfriend and I beat him half to death with a chair. Jesus cool. Christ. <laughs> and it was the chair that was in the uh, the dining room, um, which I grew up in. Oh, okay. He wouldn't go down. Well, he's he kept, your father. He bled, and he had uh, plenty of uh, uh, bruises, but he just kept exp- uh, he just kept going into the whole experience in detail. And that laughing, is a horrible story. Laughing. Laughing. <laughs> laughing the whole time. Wow, wow. Worst nightmare I've had in a very long time. It sounds like wow. one of those, it's one of those nightmares you wake up and you call your father and you're pissed off and he's like, what? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I invaded your dreams and fucked your girlfriend. You... No, I had a dream. I did that with my mom. I had a dream that I had a massive fight with my mom and I called her up in the morning and then I was just like, oh yeah, that didn't happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Yeah, yeah and, I have... and also he was the uh, head of a horrible fascistic uh, anti-government movement. Your father. Cool. Yes. Wow. In this in this dream, yeah. That, and he like had convinced that. my girlfriend to join him. Oh. And I was we were we were fighting uh indifferent factions and he had brought me to the house to kill me. Uh-huh. To try to kill me. Sure. But I I woke up after he just sat down uh, in a chair, and I just kept beating him, and he just. This kept, is a great story idea. And he just this kept a great screenplay and, idea. And he just kept laughing. Well, yeah, I mean, once you take somebody's wife, the next step is to kill that person uh, that you took the wife from. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to. You have to start yeah. a new life with her. Yeah, it was creepy as hell, and it was all like creepy Texas. Yeah, I just have terrible dreams of my father just yelling at me, and it's really awful. And then I can't, I can never actually punch him. Nah. I just, I just fucking smoke my dreams away yeah if you don't want to do like i just you put weed into your brain until you're you're you just do you like you know how you could just like hold the button down on your laptop until your laptop just shuts off without shutting it down that's what i the on off button henry yeah 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) i feel like you think that you're the only laptop that has it like the magical switch that shuts it down <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just press on my forehead until I have a seizure and I black out. Uh, that's good. I remember that. Uh, no right. dreams. No dreams. Dreams are very rarely good. Uh, yeah. Because even if you have a sexy dream, you always wake up alone, which is a sad moment. <laughs> Although I did have a kick-ass dream the other night where I was uh, kidnapped by pirates, and they had also kidnapped Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, and they were going to feed us to three hulks. Man, uh, but the three hulks were reliable. Really, the three hulks were really <laughs> sleepy, so mm. they weren't moving too fast. And so I'm thinking, Spider Man, he's given up. He's on the floor. Right. So my first thought, I should possess Spider Man. Sure. Break the chains and then beat the shit out of the hulks and then throw all the pirates in front of moving trains. It's a good thought, Mike. And Mike. I did it. And it was awesome. Nice. Yeah, my, dude. My We're question... not getting any valid info from your dreams. No. You, know, you know, like some people like will dream things and get like relationship sure. advice. And some people, you know, like they'll get like clues to like unsolved crimes in their dreams. Yeah. 
I don't think that's going to happen for no. you. And my question to you is, is your bed a race car? Like, is it a race car bed? Because that's a seven-year-old's dream. You are 30 years old now, Marcus. You can't have dreams oh, about three tired hulks. The first part of the dream was me being sentenced unlawfully to prison. Okay. And they gave me a choice of uh, they gave me a choice of cellmate. And they're like, do you either want Juan or Rodrigo? Uh-huh. And I said... Spider-Man! I said, which one speaks English? And they said, neither one of them. You're going to have to learn Spanish. Okay, very interesting. Very like, realistic. The fuck, why can't they learn English? I think we've just discovered the key to Marcus's personality. Marcus is where ex-con and seven-year-old meet. That is true. <laughs> that that seven-year-old is very desperately trying to keep that ex-con in check. Yeah, that is a uh, very, very good explanation of my personality. All right, well, let's get to your story here, Marcus. <laughs> All right, well, the story I'm reading, this isn't uh, creepypasta. This is a story from our old favorite childhood horror book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh. Man, these stories used to scare the living fuck out of me. Yes, they were amazing. God, so, so do good. it again, Marcus. Take us back I mean, in a bo- time machine when things were simpler and easier Ah, uh, yes, they were wonderful. All right, well, this, uh, this is a story called Me Tai Doty Walker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a small village in the middle of a dark forest. In the village, there was a haunted house that everyone was terrified to enter. Nobody would dare to stay there overnight. Legend had it that, every night at midnight, a bloody severed head fell down the chimney. One day, a rich man was passing through the village. After hearing about the haunted house, he offered $1,000 to whoever was brave enough to spend an entire night inside. None of the villagers would take him up on his bet until a young boy stepped forward and raised his hand. The boy announced that he would spend the night in the haunted house as long as he could bring his dog with him. The man agreed, and it was settled. The next evening, the boy set off for the haunted house with his trusty dog following close behind. As he entered the dreary abode, he whistled a happy tune to calm his nerves. After doing a little exploring, he decided to make himself comfortable in the living room. He started a fire in the fireplace, then lay down on the couch with his dog and waited for morning to arrive. For a while, nothing happened. Then, a little after midnight, he thought he heard a strange noise over the crackling of the fire and the creaking of the house. It sounded like it was coming from somewhere out in the woods. Someone or something was singing a haunting tune. Me tai doti walker... (laughs) Saying the eerie voice. The boy, sta- <laughs> the boy stared out the window and his hair stood on end. Maybe it's just somebody taking a shortcut through the woods, he told himself. <laughs> then his dog suddenly perked up and sang, Lynchy, Kinchy, Carly, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. <laughs> this boy- is an old story. It's an old story. Yeah, yeah. The boy could hardly believe his ears. His dog had never uttered a word before. Now it was answering the haunting voice in the woods. He pinched himself to make sure he wasn't dreaming. A few minutes later, the boy heard the voice singing again, only this time it was closer and louder. Me, Chai Doty Walker, sang the mysterious voice. The dog answered again, Lynchy, Kinchy, Carly, Molly, Dingo, Dingo. (laughs) This really had the boy scared. He was afraid that whoever was lurking in the woods would hear the dog singing and come to get them. A few minutes later, the boy heard the voice singing again. Now it was in the backyard. 
Meet I Doughty Walker! It cried. The dog sang back louder. Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali Molly, Dingo, Dingo! A few minutes later, the boy heard the voice singing again. Now it was coming down the chimney. Meet I Doughty Walker! It yelled. Again, the dog sang back. Lynchy, Kinchy, Kali Molly, Dingo, Dingo! Suddenly, a bloody severed head fell down the chimney. It missed the fire and landed right in front of the dog. The dog took one look at it and fell over dead from fright. Then the head turned and stared at the boy. It slowly opened its mouth and screamed. (laughs) The next morning, the rich man went in to check on the boy. He found him lying on the floor of the haunted house. His hair had turned white, and he couldn't stop screaming. I mean, it's really just (laughs) side effects of bad pop music. That's what's happening here. That's great. Clive Davis signed that guy to a record, I'm sure. (laughs) Here, uh, can I read another one? Can I just read this one thing? I want to see how this is good. Sure. Uh, uh, so here, here let, let me read the story. Do something like this. All right. So. <clears throat> no, no. <clears throat> Sorry. This is also that's that's the Ernest Borgnine warm up. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that uh, he had a lot of class. I mean, let's not downgrade, degrade. Uh, Ernest, Ernest Borgnine, Borgnine is disgusting. He's a very nice man. What are you? What, are you just <laughs> drinking just straight lard? Waiting for a moment. Hold it's on, just amazing when you're silent, but you make the weirdest noises. Just be no, no, silent for I'm a second. Getting into a position. Okay, just be silent. <laughs> I just want to make sure that I just want to hear him. Okay, you good. You see, I can do it. I can totally do it. Okay, good. As you all know, this city used to be a small town many years ago, a farming town to be exact. In this town, there once lived a man named John. In fact, he lived just up the street in a small house by himself. One rainy day, John was looking out the window of his house, watching the rain fall, and he noticed a group of kids walking to school along the dirt road adjacent to his house. A few feet behind the group, he noticed a little girl walking by herself without an umbrella. John took it upon himself to grab an umbrella and take it out to the little girl. Excuse me, John said to the little girl when he caught up to her. Here you go, sweetheart, take this umbrella. You really shouldn't be walking this weather without it. John handed her the umbrella, and the little girl took it. Tell me, what's your name? Who's your, who's your dad? Where's your dad? That way I know I can get, who I can get my umbrella back from in case one day I need it, asked John. My name is Jessica, and my daddy's name is Steve, replied the little girl. Steve the butcher? asked John. Yes, the little girl replied. Okay, well, thank you. Now you just stay dry, and you have a great day at school, said John. When John went back to his house, he started to wonder why Steve had never told him he had a daughter. He figured that in the five years he had known him, he would have mentioned it at some point. He decided that he would go around lunchtime to visit Steve and let him know that his daughter would be borrowed his umbrella. When he walked in, Steve was at the counter and greeted him with a friendly hello. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, now about yourself? Doing just fine, thanks? Hey, I just want you to know that I, uh, I saw Jessica walking to school in the rain this morning without an umbrella, so I let her borrow mine. How come you ever told me you had a little girl? You saw Jessica? That's impossible. Why is that impossible? She's been dead for ten years. And the next day, John was determined to find out who the little girl was and why she had lied to him. So he waited patiently for the kids to walk by his house on their way to school. Eventually, the same group that had walked by the day before walked by again, and not too far behind was the little girl. John exited his house and began walking towards the little girl. And he called, excuse me, little girl, but she never turned around. And he picked up the pace and he tried again. Excuse me, 
Excuse me, I talked to you yesterday. The little girl kept walking without missing a beat. And John's like, hello, hello, I just need to ask you a question. Jessica, Jessica. The little girl stopped. John cut up to her, put his hand on his shoulder, and asked, Who are you? The little girl turned around and said, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I like that. That's a scary one, Henry. You got me you got me scared over here. I like it. Yeah, you can just see that fucking little girl's face, man, you know. But if I have a daughter, I'm going to tell her to respond that way. If any man puts her hand put his hand on her shoulders, turn around and scream immediately. Yeah. Just well, be as loud as you can. Every yeah. time, yeah. And like if she could do that demon. thing where she like distorts her mouth, right. that'd be even better. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that is that's the that's the actual scary one of the night. Yeah. Which is kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Um Henry, you also we have a game that we're going to play. All right, so this is one of your standard. Do you remember that one night where we got fucking ridiculously hammered and played Bloody Mary, like f- like for an hour? Man, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a game to play when you're trashed out of your mind. Okay, you should try it. I may try it here by myself, but I think I'll scare everyone that lives in this building. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How's your roommate situation right. going, by the way? It's great. It's fine. Okay. It's Go fine. Ahead. Oh, yes. All right. The Midnight Game. Now, the Midnight Game is an old pagan ritual used mainly as punishment for those who have broken the laws of the pagan religion in question, which is ridiculous because there are no laws in pagan, pagan fucking rituals. They were there's fucking a lot of rules, though. Yeah, but they were like, but there was no real rules. It was like, don't take my pumpkins. These are my sacred pumpkins. Yeah, but if you touch the sacred pumpkins, you get chastised and shunned from the group. You have to play the midnight game. All right. You have to play the midnight game. (laughs) All right. So it says here it is highly recommended that you do not play the midnight game. Of course. So fucking do it. (laughs) But for those few still thrill seekers searching for a rush, Uh do it at your own risk. All right. Instructions. It must be exactly 12 a.m. when you begin performing the ritual. Otherwise, it will not work. Materials required include a candle, a wooden door, at least one drop of your own blood, oh my. a piece of paper, matches or a lighter, and salt. If you're playing with multiple people, they will all need their own aforementioned materials and will have to perform the steps separately. Step one, write your full name, first, middle, and last, on a piece of paper and put at least one drop of your blood onto the paper. Allow it to soak into the paper. Step two, Turn off all the lights in the house. Go to your front door, which must be wooden, and place the paper with your name on in front of it. Now take the candle and light it. Place the candle on top of the paper with your name. Step three. Knock on your own door 22 times. The hour must be 12 a.m. upon the final knock. Then open the door, blow out the candle. a lot to do in a minute. This is a lot. It's very double dare. Yeah. It's very careful. It's the midnight game. I know. Yeah. Okay. So you got a minute to do all this. Midnight. All right. You must have allowed. You blow out the candle and close the door. Now you have just allowed the midnight man into your house. Mm, all right. Step four: immediately relight your candle, which is <laughs> <laughs> just like you know, so you could you know, so can you're be, not totally creeped out. Can it be twelve oh one at this point? No. No. It's a midnight man. All in a minute. Okay. This is where the game begins. Now, 
You must look around your now completely dark house with a lit candle in hand. Your goal is to avoid the Midnight Man at all costs until exactly 3.33 a.m. Jesus. Should your candle ever go out, then that means the Midnight Man is nearby. You must relight the candle within the next 10 seconds. If you are unsuccessful in relighting the candle, you must then immediately surround yourself with a circle of salt. If you are unsuccessful in both of these, the Midnight Man will then induce a hallucination of your greatest fear, which will last until 3.30 a.m. 3.33 a.m. Which is me just running out of burritos. Yeah, exactly. We all know it. <laughs> yeah. So Self-defacing if, humor. If, if, I'm, if I'm to, uh, you know, to read this correctly... Would it be necessary to have some sort of utility belt on at all times with your salt, <laughs> yes. your lighter, a your vial extra, of your blood, your extra candles, a you vial of your blood? Your Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, good. And then, um, so what happens if you win the Midnight Game? You just don't get haunted just by don't the... Get, you just don't get killed by the Midnight Man. You don't get killed by the Midnight Man. Now oh. that I read this is stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what but you can do... It's get fucking really, really stoned. Right. And it's a great way to maybe segue into hooking up with somebody. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm the Midnight Man. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Exactly. No, that sounds like a super fun game. I just don't know where you're going to find somebody with a wooden door these days. I have a wooden door. You have a yeah, wooden door? Your apartment? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we can do you it at your place then, Marcus. You live in a slum like the rest of us. Yes, I yes, I live in a slum. You live in a nice place. Fuck you. So does Ben. Mm, no, I'm just saying, nice. but he doesn't have any wood in his house because they're afraid the whole building will be set on fire. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, my that my true. apartment, I'm happy to have a strong steel door. You never know who's coming through those doors, my friend. It's mostly <laughs> just me and Henry. Or the Midnight Man. Mm. Not with a steel door, though. Very Man. cool. So we'll have to do this at your apartment. Uh, maybe when you get back, Henry, maybe we can do a fun little video segment. Yeah, let's do a party. Yeah. Let's do a party. We will. And uh, that sounds absolutely wonderful. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap up this episode here. We've pretty much covered everything we need to cover. I hope you guys got sufficiently creeped out by uh, that fantastic last story by Mr. Hong Kong Henry Zabrowski. Absolutely. And just, you know, again, you yes. know. And politely tolerated the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. They always like it. I just love doing these creepypasta episodes because it's fun. It's just fun to see what the internet will provide. And then yeah. you get to go, you know, and then you get to sift through all the various racist, homophobic things on right. 4chan. And then find fun little kernels. Well, and I also enjoy, like, people are actually writing, and these are relatively well-written uh, horror shorts, and uh, so I think it creates a nice environment for creative um, writing skills. I think so, too, and, and if like it wasn't that. anonymous, I would totally give these people credit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'll, I'll have to give credit to Alvin Schwartz for mine. Alvin yeah. Schwartz? Yes, the writer of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Tales to Chill Your Bones. Wow, <laughs> comedy writer, huh? Exciting. Um, All right. Well, we will talk to you very soon. Magustalations. Magustalations. Hail Gein. Hail me. And hail yourself, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.